If you haven't heard by now, it's USC's recruiting world, and you're just going to have to live in it. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast, we are free, and I appreciate your support so much. If you are watching on YouTube and you want to show your appreciation, it's really easy. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. And if you want to catch every one of Locked on USC's episodes five times a week, hit that bell notification button. This episode of Locked On USC is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on today so you can get started. All right. USC football and basketball had a really, really, really good weekend. Despite it being the offseason for both sports. However, we know around here at Locked On USC, there is no off-season in the recruiting world. And especially if you want to live in USC's recruiting world. Um, <clears throat> the window, the transfer window, um, the, the transfer portal window is open. And USC, both football and basketball, uh, they had a they had a good weekend. Football with a transfer window, basketball with regular recruiting. Actually, football pulled a, uh, they did both. I'll get to that momentarily. The basketball team went first, though. Saturday night, uh, Bronny James let the world know that uh, he will be playing his basketball at USC, at least for a season. And not only did Bronny and USC got, I uh, guess, some primetime coverage. It happened basically just ahead of the Lakers playing their playoff game against Golden State. And not only did they talk about it prior to the game, after the game, proud Papa LeBron got to talk about uh, what a great young man his son is, which he is, by the way. I've heard him speak. I've seen him play. Very, very nice young man. And... Not only is USC getting a you know a good basketball player there, but they're getting an even better human being. I'll talk a little bit more about Brawny and the Hoops team a little bit later. I'm going to give them their own segment here. The football team, though, but let me let me make this first thing very clear. Brawny James committing to USC is is big time, and I'll, again we'll talk about that more in the next segment. Uh, the football team, though, they received two commitments. So they, they, they allowed the basketball team to do their thing. And they, the basketball team did a big thing. But football is always going to try and one-up everybody. So they received two, two commitments over the weekend. And they're related, literally. Uh, all weekend long, the Trojan bat signal. They kept going up. Whether it was from the Hoops program, Lincoln Riley, USC football, Everywhere, every time you, you looked at Twitter or looked at your social media feed, there it was. We found out that Traquan Fegans was taking his official visit to USC. 
Uh, I told you about this, what, two weeks ago? Well, the transfer from Alabama, he can play cornerback, but I think the Trojans found their nickelback. Um, he committed, and per Traquan, he told WeRSC, WeRSC's Scott Schrader that he plans to play safety at USC. So, something to keep your eyes on. But Traquan wasn't the only Fegan to commit. His younger brother, Anquan, class of 2025, who was also considered one of the top safety prospects in his class, he decided to pull the trigger as well. So if the plan is for both brothers to play together at USC, I think that means um, that the uh, redshirt, Traquan, because he, he did redshirt at Alabama his freshman season last year, uh, he'll help to stick around at USC for at least three more years. So that's good news, right? But we should definitely, Trojan fans and recruiting fans, give a hat tip. Respect to uh, former Trojans, Sua Cravens and Chris Hawkins and their seven-on-seven -seven, uh, team, the Trillion, Trillion Boys. As I mentioned before uh, on an episode of Locked on USC, uh, the Vegans play on that all-star seven-on-seven squad. So, didn't hurt having Sua and Chris Hawkins in USC's uh, best interest. Let's, uh, let's keep talking recruiting. So, there you go. USC basketball, big-time recruit. USC football, two. They got a transfer from Alabama. They got his younger brother, who was considered one of the top prospects in the class of 2025. But is USC football... Are they done with the Dylan Raiola recruitment? It's rhetorical. Of course they're not. It's been a few weeks since I've had an update on Dylan. Uh, and that's when I did that up last update, it was rumored that, you know, USC was kind of running behind Georgia for his commitment. So the question is, why hasn't he committed yet? Maybe because he, Dylan knows he needs to make the smart decision and not necessarily the easy one. Here, let me, let me put this, let me put it to you this way. Can anyone name the quarterbacks that Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach, has developed in his time at Georgia? How about elite top-end quarterbacks? His recruiting. Uh, the name Jake Fromm ring a bell? Where's he today? You want to know how Lincoln Riley secured Deuce Robinson's commitment from and flipped him basically away from Georgia? What Riley sold the hardest was his quarterback history versus Kirby Smart at Georgia. Makes sense, right? Work your strengths. Remember the, the, the Walker Lions anecdote um, that I spoke about when I went to the, when I went to go watch the Elite 11 regional in, in, for, uh, in L.A. Again, about a month ago. Anyway, uh, Walker Lyons' mom at the time essentially told the same story that Deuce Robinson's dad uh, told WeRSC.com's Scott Schrader over the weekend. And it's how Lyons committed to USC instead of Georgia. Over the weekend, Deuce, uh, he had a baseball tournament in Southern California, and 
as I just mo- mentioned a second ago, Scott Schrader had a, had a chance to talk with Deuce's dad, Dominic. And Dominic shared a, a very similar analogy to, um, to describe how USC ended up being the choice for Deuce, as was the case um, with, with Walker Lyons. The Lincoln-Riley in-home visit put the Trojans over the top. And he just sold, you know, who do you want throwing passes to your son? You know, I've got a pretty good resume of quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends. George has got a great resume of tight ends. But what about the quarterbacks? Who's going to throw Deuce the ball? So as, as Dominic Robinson put it, quote, it was the bottom of the ninth, and USC was down 3-0. They loaded the bases, and Lincoln came in and and hit a grand a walk off grand slam uh, during his in home. So, boom, there you go. Next thing you know, USC had a win against Georgia. And you you have to kind of believe that Riley is throwing. Uh, he's maybe you know, to stay in the the, the baseball uh, vernacular. Maybe he's throwing inside right now kind of to get Dylan's attention using the same strategy. I mean, why else would uh, the young quarterback, the number one prospect in the class of 2024, uh, why would he not want uh, Coach Riley coaching him up? Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw, you know, use a shotgun and throw spaghetti at the wall. (laughs) See what sticks. Because I literally, I have zero inside knowledge. However, has anyone considered that maybe L.A. just isn't for Dylan and his family? I just want people to take this in to think about it for consideration. Before he and his family moved to Arizona, they lived in Texas. And if we're being completely honest here, between USC, Georgia, and Nebraska, who is also considered, you know, a contender for his services, LA is very different than how and where he grew up, as well as, you know, Georgia and Nebraska. So look, I don't know what Dylan is contemplating and why he's taking as long as he is to make his decision. He can take as long as he wants. Um, but typically when you're the going to be the quarterback of a recruiting class, and the lead recruiter, June is usually the time because you need to start building up that momentum. And also you want to start focusing on your own senior season with your own high school team. So again, not sure what's going on, but again, just maybe there's just a lot going on behind the scene. You got the recruiting, you got Lincoln Riley doing his pitch. You got the family saying, hey, you know, let's make sure you're comfortable wherever you go. But... Look, USC already has a couple of uh, tight ends that want to have an elite quarterback throwing to them. Walker Lyons, Deuce Robinson. And that's after the way Georgia has shown how they know how to use a tight end in their offense. So that speaks volumes. We'll see what happens. Two more quick notes about recruiting before we close out this segment. Uh, One is about another tight end. Class of 2024 tight end Walter Matthews has a top two. And Georgia, believe it or not, is not one of them. The Trojans and the Florida Gators are. Matthews said Florida is still uh, at his very, very, very top. But USC will get uh, an official visit on the weekend of June 2nd. Uh, 
He also will be visiting Gainesville the following weekend. So, look, I'm not sure. However, I will say this. Both football and basketball, they're still not done using the transfer portal. Basketball window, that one closes May 11th. So we'll see what happens. But it was a really solid weekend for USC football and USC hoops when it comes to recruiting and getting commitments. Really, really good. I feel bad for the rest of the for the rest of the country because NIL and USC and Los Angeles were made for each other. You can bet on that. And you need to make a fast break over to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers, you're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Lakers are still cooking. They're in the playoffs. Round two, I heard they even have a lead over the Golden State Warriors. So there is no better place for you to go bet on your Laker team with all of your playoff action with America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'll get back to my Who Can Challenge USC series on tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC. However, as I mentioned at the top of the show, USC hoops deserves to get some shine. We don't spend a lot of time talking basketball. I know everybody likes me to talk about football 24-7. It's the offseason. Let's give the basketball team a few minutes. They earned it. few things to remember about your upcoming 2023 season. Um, the Trojans are going to be returning the Pac-12 preseason player of the year, Boogie Ellis, 18 points. They're going to be returning the Pac-12's leading shot blocker, Joshua Morgan, as well as one of the conference's best on-ball defenders, Kobe Johnson. And they also return... You know, it's going to be a young roster, but it's going to be a very talented roster. That includes five-star Vince the Prince Uwachuku, Oziah Sellers, who Andy Anfield said at last year's Pac-12 Media Day, the best shooter he's ever recruited. And then you also have young power forward Kajani Wright, who really started to show himself as the season uh, went on, especially at the end. And then you add in the number one high school recruit, Point guard, finally, Isaiah Collier. As he's bringing in his buddy, elite power forward, Arrington Page. So more depth down on the blocks. <coughs> Excuse me. So USC, I don't know, maybe they're going to be favored to win the Pac-12 championship on their way out the door this year. Remember, they're joining the big conference in 2024. As far as Brawny and his recruitment, that was pretty much silent all the way through. No one really knew what was happening, and it was done purposely. The young man already lives in a huge shadow. They're trying to make things as easy. His family, his parents, his the people who surround him are trying to make things as easy for him as possible, which is difficult when your father's a billionaire. Um, but... 
you know, he had his choice. It was basically down to USC, Memphis, Ohio State, Oregon. And he could have chosen to go to Ohio State, where his father said he would have gone had he gone to college. Huge Buckeye fan. But he didn't. He could have gone and played for Penny Hardaway at Memphis, who knows how to uh, coach and develop. He played in the NBA. And he also could have just as easily gone up to Oregon and had his own shoe logo. Who knows? It's possible. Bill Knight, Nike. Anyways, instead, he committed via Telegram, via Instagram, excuse me, uh, where he has over 7 million followers. A high school basketball player has over 7 million followers on Instagram. And that's why it makes him, you know, on three has their name, image, likeness, evaluation. Um, and it, it estimates that he has a, an NIL value of $7.4 million. I mean, wow. <laughs> Look, like I said, part of that is obviously his father. So for at least one year, uh, Ronnie is going to be playing at USC, and he'll be able to take advantage of his name, image, and likeness in Los Angeles. So what does USC get? Well, they're going to get an entourage, uh, some bodyguards, I don't know, maybe a film crew. They're going to be following him around. This is, this is what happens when you bring on a player uh, who, you know, has the family of a uh, Bronny James. Like I said, Andy Enfield, he's coached first round draft picks since he's been at USC. Quite a few of them, but nothing like this has been it that has been around USC hoops, not in my lifetime. So whether or not Bronny is a you know a starter, that's not the point. He's going to play. I've watched enough of his you know high school games to know that he, he's going to get better, and he has gotten better as his you know as he's finished his high school career. Um, this is what USC is getting as far as a player. I think he's a better than average three-point shooter. Uh, I think he's a high IQ guy. You know, his father is also a, you know, he watches film. So I have a feeling he he's probably a chip off the old block from, from that standpoint. Uh, he understands the game. And he's also a really good perimeter defender. Can move his feet. Now... Uh, as far as the scattering report, per on threes, Jamie Shaw, quote, Bronny James is a sturdy guard with a strong frame, long arms, and broad shoulders. All right. The six foot two, six three guard is a noted defender. At the point of attack, he moves his feet well laterally, and he plays with a chip on his shoulder. All right. So we're seeing the same thing. A reminder for anybody who wasn't aware, I used to coach high school basketball. So anyways. Um, offensively, according to Jamie Shaw, he doesn't really show blow-by burst uh, in the half court, but he does attack uh, closeouts well, and he's strong in the paint. Sounds like his dad. James is good in transition, has a little bit of wiggle there, and he can get uh, and he get by he can get by you to the rim. He's explosive in straight lines. Okay. 
So I, I, some other areas that maybe he can improve, maybe his handles. One of the biggest areas of improvement, uh, according to Shaw, is from three-point range. Okay, you saw the same thing I did. And another thing, you know, maybe he'll be USC's backup point guard to Bronny. He has a, even though he needs to improve or tighten up his handles, um, he does take care of the ball. So he's got a better than a two and a half to one assist to turnover ratio, which is good. At least he showed that at the uh, at one of the more recent um, what they call it, the Peach Jam tournaments. Big tournament. Uh, if you're putting it, it's a grassroots type of thing. It's where seven on seven football kind of came from. Basketball started it way back in the day. You have these um, traveling teams that get together. And this is what else USC is going to get. They're going to they're going to see an uptick in attendance. Galen Center, I don't think it'll be filled with the rafters, but I'm going to go on record and say that I see a team that's going to average seven thousand per game next year. I actually sent a text message uh, to Dave Huddle, the SID, letting him know that uh, by the end of the week, uh, I'd like to see if there's been a an uptick in season ticket sales. So I'm going to call him later this week to see if, see what's up on that. And I did get a text message from one coach um, who said, because I had mentioned that to him, that he's going to hold me to that number. So everybody, there it is. I anticipate bigger crowds, but I've talked about them in the past. I, I reached out to, uh, to a source. I wanted to find out um, after Bronny James' commitment, I wanted to see if there was any, if there was an actual fire causing the uh, the smoke behind Aaron Bradshaw. If you're not aware who Aaron Bradshaw is, he is one of John Calipari's top commits for the University of Kentucky. He also happens to be a friend of Bronny James. Both of them are signed to Clutch Sports. So if we're talking name, image, likeness, Clutch Sports has some of the top names in the industry. <coughs> Excuse me. So, according to my source, as of this weekend, quote, no one has talked to us about Bradshaw, end quote. What I will say is in situations like this, uh, USC, coaching staff, the actual program, they're probably going to be the last to find out that Aaron Bradshaw is interested in coming to USC. Again, if this is going to happen, it has to happen by May 11th. That's when the transfer window closes. Again, name, image, likeness. It runs that type of recruitment. I wouldn't, if you're a Trojan fan, don't hold your breath. I just want to let people know that I've, I've got people out there sniffing around. If something changes, you'll be the first to know. Hey, USC football and basketball didn't have a good, weren't the only programs to have a great weekend. The women of Troy, women's beach volleyball, national championship over UCLA on Sunday. US, that makes it their third in a row, by the way. Uh, look, I have to imagine when USC joins the big conference in 2024, USC and UCLA are probably going to own the Midwest schools in this particular sport, in this particular sport, beach volleyball. However, keep in mind, those Midwest schools, they know how to play the indoor game. So, we'll see. We'll find out. 
this women's program, though, is the first program to three-peat in a sport. So that's pretty unique. Something else that happened uh, just prior to the weekend, uh, USC's Kalen Bullock and Mason Cobb, they were named to the 2023 Ronnie Lott Impact Trophy watch list. That's a really impressive watch list to be to to have your name um, added to. The 42-man watch list is comprised of 16 linebackers, 13 DBs, and 13 linemen, defensive linemen. Bullock, a first-team All-American, was a key component of USC secondary. Uh, he started all 14 games last year. He led the team in, in interceptions with five, which ranked 11th nationally. And he also had 48 tackles, sixth on the team, and five, five pass breakups, second on the team. Cobb, who came over to USC from Oklahoma State, he was named to the All-Big 12 second team. He led the team, the Cowboys, in tackles, and tackles for loss with 96 and 13 as a junior. So 96 total tackles, 13 for a loss. And his tackles for a loss marked the second most in the Big 12. That's pretty cool. The Lot Impact Trophy is the only major college football award that considers character. Named after former NFL Hall of Fame star and former USC Trojan Ronnie Lott, the Lott Trophy annually goes to the Defensive Impact Player of the Year, a player who has had the biggest impact on his team both on and off the field. Impact stands for Integrity, Maturity, Performance, Academics, Community, and Tenacity. All of those characteristics are what made Ronnie Lott who Ronnie Lott was. I don't think it's a uh, prerequisite, though, to to cut off your part of your uh, pinky finger to play in a football game. Although, if you do that, I think you automatically shoot to the top of that list. If you're not aware, Ronnie Ronnie Lott did that as a member of the 49ers. Part of his, the tip of his pinky was um, kind of hanging off, so they just took the rest of it off so, he, so they can stitch it up and he can continue playing in the game. Anyways, that was USC's weekend. Not bad, right? Football recruiting, boom. Basketball recruiting, kaboom. USC women's beach volleyball, another national championship. You got a couple of high character players on defense who are being nominated to win a Ronnie Lott Award. Like I said at the very top of the show, it's USC's world. You're all just really lucky to live in it. I'll be back again with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow. Again, we're going to start talking about the schedule. Who can challenge USC? I'll let you know. So until then, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. When you're done doing that, make sure you head on over to WeRSC.com. We still have that subscri subscription special going. $29.99 all the way through August 31st. And as you just found out today on this episode, there's a lot of recruiting stuff going on. I can't give you everything. So you'll get what I don't give you here, you can get over there. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.